course, is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, Nick Picky. I-, I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? As always, with my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Facone. That's me. It doesn't matter what your name is. It ain't got a bicycle. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. Oh, my God. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Maniacism. Well, all the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, Al. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in Internet land? My name is Warren Johnson, and I'm joined, as always, by my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick Pacone, Philly Voice and Philly Influencer. And you are listening to episode 218 of The Straight Shooters on a whole boatload of platforms. But before I get into those platforms, Nick, how are you doing tonight, my good brother? I've been better. The Cleveland Browns are ruining my Thursday night right now as we record this, because they are currently up... 14 to nothing on my pick this week for my double elimination pool, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I lost last week on the New Orleans Saints because they decided to lose to the one and seven Falcons at home. So I've been better. Yeah, it sounds like you've been better. Uh, I apologize. I'm I'm sorry, my good brother. (laughs) But, you know, these these things happen in, in the world of. Pick them, you know. It's a double eliminator, so you get two chances yeah. to lose. It sounds and like. I was undefeated until last week, and now I'm going to lose in the span of like five days. It's ridiculous. Oh. Uh, but luckily, this podcast should help me. I'm here to set my fantasy lineup like right now for some reason because <laughs> I forgot to do it earlier, so I got to do it now. <laughs> <You're> doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it right now as we start this episode of this here podcast. Episode 218, the fantasy yeah, I'm gonna start, episode. I'm going to start uh, Everett and Ertz, both of them starting. Ooh, Ertz? Thinking about, yeah, I'm thinking about starting. Oh, uh, Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster is leaving the field. I am ecstatic about this that game, is, and that is sarcasm. I am not ecstatic. That is a shame. I shouldn't be ecstatic about that. That's, that's not right. I, I, I took it back. back to, I made sure everyone knew it was a joke, and... Hopefully they don't cut that audio and <laughs> me saying that. So media uh, peoples do that nowadays. Trying to figure out what I want to do here. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. All right. <laughs> I'm save it now. <laughs> and I am on pace to still lose, but we'll see what happens. Episode 218 of the Straight Shooters and a whole multitude of platforms. As Nick said, he can he's been better because his pick is not looking good right now in his double elimination he's like said, two, losses, right? two weeks two. in a row so you're on the brink of elimination in your double elimination pool uh as we sit here right now things could change but we got a lot of wrestling to talk about here on episode 218 of the podcast of course we're gonna talk about the massive news the massive shakeup in the world of professional wrestling no we're not talking about ach quitting which is a big deal we will talk about that later uh we're 
talking about CM Punk being back on WWE television, kind of, sort of. You know, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the ratings war and the Wednesday night war between (laughs) (laughs) between AEW and NXT. Uh, The latest chapter happened this past Wednesday night. The recording was on a Thursday, so this means we'll just you know the latest chapter happened last night. Uh, So we're going to talk about the ratings there. Uh, It was another spoiler, another victory for AEW, but you know. We got we had some analysis about it in a little bit. Also, like I alluded to earlier, uh, we're going to talk about the artist formerly known as Jordan Miles, once again known as ACH. He is, according to him, a free agent again. Uh, he has quit WWE in a in a live video. He did it on Twitter, Periscope video. Uh, he did this, so uh, we're going to talk about that in a little bit as well. And is there anything else? Anything else I'm missing? I don't think I'm missing anything, right? Uh, AEW's pay-per-view was pretty damn good, and people were all upset about the main event. How do you feel about the lights out match going on last? I told you what I felt about it last week. I thought it was stupid, and I didn't watch the pay-per-view necessarily because I was a very busy man that Saturday. But uh, I don't agree with the decision. Mm. I'm looking at our Facebook page. I mean. Th- the way they explain it, at least they tried to explain it. It's not like WWE where they kind of just ignore a lot of uh, logical reasoning. So I appreciate the explanation, but yes, I agree. I, I mean, if you, I get the idea of it, but then you're gonna have people that have said title matches should always go on last, uh, backing this up. I mean, just makes it just makes them look kind of hypocritical, but. AEW can do no wrong, so there it is. <laughs> so some people say out there in the uh, wrestling, what do they call it? What's the wrestling called? The wrestling intelligista or something like that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I forgot about that. That was, that was uh, something else. That was thanks, something else. Thanks for bringing that back. Yeah, I'm, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what a better time to do it than a cold Thursday night in November. <laughs> yeah. Gets shivers, shivers down your spine, doesn't it? Yes, and as we say that, the worst play in NFL history just happened, and I'm very angry. I might turn this game off. What happened? He was being sacked on, like, fourth and two and then threw it up to nobody. It really, really just annoys me. Okay. Look at this. You seen this replay? I'm not seeing it. I'm not in front of my TV uh, right now. Uh, okay. Good yeah. for you. Good for you. I wish I was more like you. It was just ridiculous, so I'm not happy. Turning it off. <laughs> well, don't turn us off if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you, if you thinking about it, don't. Just don't do it. But if you're turning us on, you can turn us on on a whole multitude of platforms. What are those platforms, you ask? We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spreaker. We're on Stitcher. We're on Player FM. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on TuneIn Radio, of course. Something called Overcast. We're on there, too, as well. As well. We're on Overcast, apparently. Uh, and of course, yeah, it's on... it's it's like the best podcast player, I think, if you have an iPhone or iPad. I, I use it all the time. There you go. A personal endorsement from That's right. Nick Bacone here. Nick you Bacone can speed, speed it up sometimes, or you can slow it down. You can hear Vaughn talk really slowly, or me, really quickly. You can do that on the Apple Podcast app. On the yeah, iPhone. but Overcast is cooler. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But 
whoever sponsors us is going to get the biggest endorsement. And there you so, go. I like that. It's just for anyone listening out there. If, you, if you're at Overcast and you want to throw us a couple of dollars, feel free. Uh, we'll shout you out <laughs> anytime you want. <laughs> That's right. uh, of course, we're also on the new mothership shootersradio.com where you can find all a bunch of our prior episodes. We got 217 of them in the can. Check them all out. Shootersradio.com. Of course, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash shootersradio. You can subscribe to some exclusive content for the nominal fee of $1.99. I know we haven't done anything in a little bit on Patreon, but it's because we're kind of busy. You know, for me specifically, uh, it's the middle of the season, and uh, literally like the middle of the season. And uh, yeah, my days are kind of tied up, but I promise you, we promise you, there will be some exclusive content coming in the near future at some point in the near future so i know y'all been anxiously waiting some more exclusive content it's just tough to do you know after days to to this podcast when we already commit time to it as it is but busy schedules for both of us but we will be back on patreon in the near future keep your eyes out for that now nick tuesday night wwe backstage airs on fs1 I don't watch because I don't really care to watch like talk shows like that, nothing like that. Oh so. man, you know that's like old school feeling, man. You don't like that? I mean, it's it sounds cool. Shout out to Ryan Satin, he's on there now. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm just not really interested. I didn't watch. Uh, I'm not the only one that didn't watch, but some people might start watching now because at the end of the show, they I guess unveiled or. You know, debuted, yeah. debuted. The biggest surprise in wrestling history. It, it seems like it. <laughs> I woke up. I woke up Wednesday morning, seeing that our old pal Philip Brooks, better known to the world as Chick Magnet Punk, CM Punk, is on WWE backstage on FS1, and of course the wrestling world went into a tizzy, and rightfully so. This is not. A small deal. This may not be the biggest deal in the world, but this is not a small deal neither. So, CM Punk walks out. He joins the cast. Some old Joe is there. Paige is the page. Seems like she was genuinely, genuinely surprised. She's like, "Is this a rib? Yeah. You guys don't want me to curse? Can you do this?" Like, so that was pretty cool. So this is cool. Now, of course, this splits the wrestling world in half, right? Because there's so many things that pop up when this happened, but I want to get your reaction first to just seeing CM Punk walk out those doors on WWE's backstage. What were your thoughts running through your, through your head? Uh, why are they bringing him out at the end of the show when it's like almost midnight? I was asleep anyway, just like mm-hmm. you were. Uh, my main thing was, damn it, like it didn't, and, and it was only like a 10 second thing. So I was underwhelmed. I, I think. Uh, compared to a lot of the other wrestling fans out there. Uh, it was cool to hear the music, cool to see him come out. Um, you know, when he looked at the camera and said, just when you think you have the answers, I changed the culture. Yeah, he changed that phrase up. Uh, you know, he didn't change the questions. He changed the culture. Uh, you know, it, it was cool, though. You know, like, it made me feel like there might be, be a future that we are going to see CM Punk main event WrestleMania. That was my only thought at that point because I th- like through the years I'm like 
maybe the only in my head, maybe the only way he ever comes back to a WWE program. And yes, this is he's technically a Fox employee. This would be like the only way he would come back is if he was guaranteed a main event WrestleMania. I don't think he cares about money. I don't think he cares about anything else. But that seemed to be at least what he said when he left WWE. That was you know a big goal of his maybe the biggest goal of his a main event wrestlemania so my first reaction was like oh we're gonna see maybe not this wrestlemania coming up but we're gonna see him in a main event at wrestlemania well if he wrestles again <clears throat> in any capacity it's going to be in a main event of any promotion whether it's <clears throat> excuse me whether it's wwe AEW, ring of honor new japan doesn't matter it's not going to be anything impact. Less than, impact whoever it's not going to be anything <laughs> less than like it's going to be the main event like of any promotion in the world it could be cmll triple <laughs> a uh beyond wrestling game changer wrestling whoever you know what's uh is that that's a george Nellis promotion right game changer wrestling gcw or whatever Man, i don't even know. i just Joe Janela's spring break. If he's on that show, yeah. it's gonna be the main event. So that's a to me that's a given. And uh, yeah, WrestleMania is a good place for the start to start there. The thing that I thought of was like, <clears throat> whoa, CM Punk is on a WWE television show for the first time in five years, over five years. Now, you know, I was like, that damn, that's uh, now we granted there had been stories. I, out there for months, months ago, that before AEW started the television, that CM Punk was in negotiations. He was talking. He had auditioned with Fox Sports One about this show. So it's not really a super surprise that he showed up. It's still kind of jarring to see him. It's like, whoa, this is real. They played the music, you know, and this is the start of something. Now I know fans, you know, they were like, oh. He works at FS1, not WWE. Don't get too excited. Especially a lot of AEW fans. You know they were mad. <laughs> and, and I understand, you know, the whole talk for the whole year is that AEW is pursuing CM Punk. They had him at StarCast. Everybody was hoping and praying that he'd show up in Chicago at, at All Out uh, over Labor Day weekend. He did not appear at that show. He's only appeared at StarCast. Um, so... You know, I can see like AEW fans are hoping like you know they they know him, the young bucks and everybody they know him. You know, maybe he doesn't work for WWE, but he wants to work for AEW. That got the money, blah blah blah. And to this day, it hasn't happened yet. So maybe they were a little you know in their feelings about seeing CM Punk back on a WWE television show. So they try to maybe mitigate that by saying, whoa, 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 only FS1. Don't get too excited. No, 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 no. Technically, that's true. He is, as far as we know, he's only working for FS1 and not WWE. But everybody else in that show, not named Ryan Satin, is under WWE contract. <laughs> Renee Young, she's on WWE contract? Yeah. Booker T, is he on WWE contract? I believe so. Paige, she's under WWE contract. They even yeah. announced in that show that she just signed a new she deal. Did. Yep. I saw some old Joe on there. Is he on the WWE contract? Yes, he is. And he's finally doing something about that hair. There you go. Though, I mean, he didn't cut it, but at least he's styling it. I ain't saying some mojo. Nick McCone. You gonna punch somebody in the face? Punch him in the face. Actually, that it. was that. Uh, Brian Isley texted me that. That's Brian Isley. I S L E Y. There you go. Yeah, we snitching. Cause I ain't get my ass beat by some mojo. I'm sorry. <laughs> but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, Ryan Satin isn't, I don't think he's technically a WWE talent. He's probably a Fox Plus One talent. And the same goes to CM Punk. They're like contributors to the show. But for CM Punk, this has to be a step. CM Punk had one of, he said so many terrible things about WWE. <laughs> or not many terrible things. He just, his time in WWE, at least the end, didn't end on a good note. There were some hard feelings on both sides. Let's just say that. And I'm not, you know, I believed everything he said in those podcasts was Coca Bandit back in the day. I, you know, I don't see how he would, I don't know, he could lie, obviously, but like, you know, I took a demand at his word. His experience at the end of his run in WWE wasn't great, which seems like ages ago now. You think about how long ago that was. He barely wrestled into 2014. So even though he left five years ago, it's really almost six years ago. Like, it's a, it's a long time. Since he's been in WWE, I mean, it seems like ages. It's only like five. It really does. Ages ago. So you got to think that WWE obviously signed off on this. They're not going to have anyone on their pro. This is a WWE program. Not going to have anyone in their program. They don't want to be on their program. I don't know what the deal is with Ryan Satin, but I'm sure they still signed off on it. It's a WWE program. Fox Sports One, they can hire people to be on there. And he could technically work for w, you know, Fox Sports 1, but that don't mean WWE had no say at all. He was showing up in the program. It's not like they could just get some Joe blow off the street and WWE's like, <laughs> hey, sure, no. They're going to go, okay, we, we know this. Okay, we're comfortable with this person. Okay, you can have him on there. Like, I'm sure that's the case. Now, does it mean that CM Punk is wrestling anytime soon? Probably not. I doubt it. He might not ever wrestle again. But this is the start of something. You'd think something is happening here. Like, this is a step in their relationship to mending some fences. You would think, right? Uh, I think that's a huge deal. Like, based on everything he said, like you and you mentioned it, like, we go back and we listen to that first podcast with Cole Cabana, and I think he did, like, a few more, uh, maybe not with Cole, but, like, more, there are more interviews and more information coming out, and it almost felt like you would never, ever see him on a program with the WWE logo ever again. So like this might be exactly what you said, the first step in amending that fence. And maybe they're already mended at this point. Cause it's been something. almost six years. And something's happened. this clearly, you know, I, I think I forget who it was, but they said like the deal fell through uh, like a few weeks ago where CM Punk probably won't be appearing on backstage and all this. And, this was after, you know, it was kind of reported that, oh, it's almost pretty much a done deal. So th- there was some going back and forth. So when he did show up I, and I woke up with the alerts and everything, I was like, oh, wow, like clearly never say never. <laughs> like that's been WWE, at least like their main objective throughout the course of history, like never say never. Uh and I and even you hear Eric Bischoff uh, say like, would you ever return to WWE now? You know, after he got fired, you know, two three months into his re- most recent tenure, and he even says, never say never. You know, it all depends on the situation. So maybe this is a really good situation for Punk. He's not going to be there every single week. Uh, he will, you know, it's out of L.A. So if he appears on the show once a month or twice a month, that's not much travel. Do I think he's going to be on Raw and SmackDown and NXT? You know, no, but not right, not right now, at least. But imagine 
imagine if like he becomes the face of NXT. How crazy would that be? That would be nuts. But that's just me, you know, fantasy booking again in my oh, mind. You're going, you're going I, all you the know, way there. The we, yeah, yeah. And that's where I think like we're going to get lost in at this point. Uh, you know, we got to wait till Tuesday to see like what he really brings to the show. Like, how will they utilize him on the show? Will they use him being on the show as a catalyst for an angle, you know, leading to this year's WrestleMania or, or next year? Like, I, I don't know. That's something that we all have to just kind of sit back and relax and kind of like see where this is going to play out because for all we know, he could just be joining the show to shit all over WWE. Like that, that can I be mean, his MO. So but, uh, I, I'm excited, though. You know, it's something that will get obviously got people talking and then we'll tune into the show. And that'll help, obviously help that show 11 p.m. Eastern time. You know, I'm I'm ready to hit the sack. But now I'm going to obviously tune in this Tuesday night. Yeah. And I was I was just pulling up uh, WWE's essentially press release appear like promoting the fact that CM Punk showed up on there. Like I said, this is he's he's. I don't know if he's under WWE contract, but he, obviously he's back in some sort of graces with the company because they were gushing about this guy on their own website after nearly six years absence from WWE TV. <laughs> CM Punk made a shocking unannounced appearance on Tuesday's night, Tuesday night's episode of WWE Backstage, FS1's new weekly studio show. The two-time WWE champion arrived during the finals, the show's final moments, entering to the sounds of Living Color's cult of personality, Punk's entrance, entrance music during his storied anchoring career. That's comma, you know, that. Yeah. It's as simple as, uh, they quote a CM Punk in this, we don't need to quote. <laughs> Within minutes, the WWE Fox Twitter account confirmed that Punk will make periodic appearances on WWE backstage beginning next Tuesday. So like you said, not going to be in there every week. And this paragraph kills me. Punk left an unforgettable legacy during his WWE career, including holding the WWE Championship for a remarkable 40, 434 days. Since parting ways, WWE, that's a little bit, I mean, a little bit lightly there. He technically got fired. Well, he did. No, he technically quit. He quit, yeah. First, then he got fired, but whatever. Since parting ways with WWE, Punk has gone on to write comic books for Marvel, compete in the UFC, and more recently, star in the horror film Girl on the Third Floor. Released in theaters last month. I did not see that movie. Me neither. I, I didn't know. I forgot that movie came out. But congrats to CM Punk for doing the movie. Yeah. Don't miss, don't miss Punk's headline making return to WWE backstage next Tuesday at 11 p.m. Eastern on FS1. Now you gotta believe they're gonna ask him about his departure and stuff like you would think. That was what I would do. They, I would they have to. The way they're, they, yeah, the way that show is set up. Yeah. Why he's back? What is you know? Get it up. You don't have to go into depth about what he what happened five six years ago. Just say hey, what you been up to, and maybe why are you back? Why now? Why are you on WWE backstage? So I would tune in for that because I want to know why too. Because I think that's what a lot of people are speculating about that. Right. That's the next step, the logical next step. Because I think most of us that are invested in what's happened already know what's happened based off like what we've heard. So do we need to revisit that? Probably not. But Let's look towards the future, and I think that's a good yeah. like. I agree with you. And this is for people who are you know, probably still riding that thing, like, oh, still only FS1 talent. Like, here's the thing <laughs> for one, I don't know if you, you might remember this stuff, but like 2K, the, the video game, is a good example of how this stuff kind of plays out sometimes. So, like, if you recall many years ago now, 
Ultimate Warrior at one point was a DLC exclusive for WW2K. I think it was 14. I can't remember the exact one. And I don't think he was technically... He wasn't in the Hall of Fame yet. That, that was before the game had came out, before he was in, ever inducted into the Hall of Fame. But he was the pre-order exclusive for the game. So that's when that was the first time I was like, oh, okay, maybe the Warrior's back? And then lo and behold, he was, and he was in the Hall of Fame. And he would have been you know, doing stuff with WWE if he had unfortunately passed away two days after he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, which is still crazy to this day to think about. Yeah. Couple years later, Sting was the <laughs> pre-order exclusive for WWE 2K16. I don't know which one it was. Remember that? They had that commercial. Yeah. Everybody's like, whoa, that's a big deal. Is Sting going to be in WWE? Like two months later, he was in Survivor Series. Yeah. <laughs> like a yep. month after the game came out, he was at Survivor Series <laughs> beating up Triple H. Couple years go by, Kurt Angle is a, is a pre-order exclusive for WW2K. Now, obviously, this is not FS1. These are two different entities. A video game and a television show are two different entities. FS1 is a television network. 2K Games is obviously a video game company. But you start to kind of see like the similarities in the situation where Kurt Angle pre-order exclusive. Next thing you know, he's in the Hall of Fame and he's on WWTV as the general manager for like a year after that. Now, will CM Punk be on WWE TV anytime soon? Maybe. Maybe not. Well, he technically is on WWE backstage, but will he be on Raw or SmackDown? We'll see, obviously. But I could see, I, I could definitely see the two sides talking and trying to work something out in the near future and being like, hey, since you're on this show, what do you think about coming up on this other show? <laughs> Call it Raw. Three hours every Monday. See you there, pal. That's Vince McMahon right there. See you there, pal. Hey, pal. You know, I could definitely see if there's a potentially a chance that he sits down with Triple H, name mend fences, sits down with Vince, name mend fences. I don't know if you're going to mend fences with uh, the doctor, Chris Amon. That, that was a pretty ugly battle on the court there, but maybe that happens too. Who knows? But this this type of stuff, this little foot in the door type of stuff could lead to something else. Don't just write it off as just this. Maybe for the next couple of weeks it could be that's just that, but don't be surprised in the future. Don't be surprised if he returns to WWE like wrestling television, like on Raw or SmackDown or Pay Per View, or even further, even crazier, he actually has a match again. Like this is pro wrestling, folks. If if Bret Hart, whose brother died unfortunately, died in the middle of a WWE ring, tragically died on in the middle of a show. And they still went on with that show, knowing he had passed on. Bret Hart had every right to be upset at WWE for that. If he could come back, CM Punk could come back. All right, this man, this Bret Hart lost his brother in that ring. CM Punk didn't lose nobody; <laughs> like he had a staff infection, and he had he had a series of terrible booking experiences and a staff infection. He, that don't compare to losing right. a family member in the ring. That's right. two different things. Okay? Sure, he technically got fired on his wedding day, but he had quit like six months prior, so it didn't even matter. CM Punk screwed CM Punk. Probably, I mean, Mr. McMahon's probably what he would say. <laughs> if Ultimate Warrior could come back after WWE produced a two-hour hit piece on him called The Self-Destruction of Ultimate Warrior, which to this day is complete and utter trash, 
Right. Is that even on the WWE Network? It shouldn't be because it's complete garbage. I remember watching that back in the day and be like, wow. Like when I was a kid, when I was like 15, 16, and be like, whoa, this is messed up. Like, like Ultimate Warrior is kind of an asshole. I mean, in reality, probably, you know, he said some unscrupulous things that made him be that way. But for WWE to do that, as I got older, I realized, like, man, that's kind of crappy that they did that to him. Like, he may not have been the best person in the world, but you don't produce a two-hour hit piece on this guy, documentary, called The Self-Destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. That's ridiculous. Like, that was bad. But if that could happen and the Ultimate Warrior still came back, CM Punk can come back. Mm-hmm. Like again, he had a staff infection in some unfortunate Brooking situations. Well, you were even talking about uh, the 2K pre-orders. You know the way Goldberg left. If he could come back, right. <laughs> and he was that he was a pre-order in Goldberg. 2K, and then boom, he was on ESPN, and then boom, he was on Raw, and then boom, 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 and then he was Universal Champ. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. I, I honestly forgot about Goldberg, but. Yeah. He didn't leave on great terms when he left. Now I mean, I, I'm sure he even was said I would never go back there, but because I'm not sure he would ever that he I'm not sure there was ever a hint that he would come back after he left. Well, Until he, did. he was, you know, the 2K pre-order. That was the hint. Right. That should that should have told you everything you just know. That was I remember seeing that commercial for the first time. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. Right. Hell, hell don't forget Brock Lesnar was a pre-order exclusive one year before he came back. He was just in the game. He wasn't in WWE yet. Lo and behold, <laughs> a year later, there was Brock yeah. Lesnar. You know that. Now again, let's reiterate: 2K different from FS1, video game company, television network. But we have evidence of people dipping that toe in that WWE water, and at, at some point they jump all the way in. What 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 that would be for CM Punk remains to be seen because it wasn't. I mean, for Bret Hart, he had a match too. But for Ultimate Warrior, he didn't have a match. He was just in the Hall of Fame, and he could tell he's probably going to be like an ambassador for the company. You know, he might make some appearances here and there, but like he was all the way in back in with WWE when he was playing, when he was going to the Hall of Fame. So like again, if Bruno San Martino can come back, and he talked a lot of disparaging things, said a lot of disparaging yes. about WWE over the years, even he came back and got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, which was, I mean, rightfully so. That he might be the done. At this point, the most surprising, I think, uh, at least in our maybe our generation where uh, we we weren't watching Bruno's heyday, but we knew the stories and we knew the animosity between the two. So that I don't know. The, I think Warrior might have been the most surprised. I mean, well, that yeah, because we were no, even very uh, hard. Pretty surprising because he went to the Hall of Fame in 06. Given what happened. After he left, and it, like how he left, for one, let's forget not forget the, the Montreal screw job. I keep forgetting, like, there been a lot of surprise, and, and right, like, you know, yeah, like so the, the, the overall point is this is pro wrestling, things like this happen, man. Yeah. This stuff happens, people always go back. And I've, I've always said, if CM Punk, if there's one person that was going to be the one person that never go, went back, it would have been CM Punk, but again. I would have been surprised if he had never gone back. That would have surprised me more so than what's happening right now. I'm not super surprised. It's a big deal, and I recognize its significance, but I'm not super surprised because, like I said, if Bret Hart can go back after he got screwed over in Montreal, after his younger brother's baby brother died in the middle of the ring, if Ultimate Warrior can go back after they did a 
whole produced a whole hit piece about him. <laughs> CM Punk could go back to. Again. Would you would you be surprised if Chris Jericho came back? No. Hell no. Are you serious? <laughs> well, he's in a different spot than the other guys were, Chris right? Chris Jericho will be in the WWE Hall of Fame one day. Book it, stamp it, put it in the bank right now. As the AEW champion? <laughs> Stop. You know damn well. Now, you just asking silly questions. You know damn well Chris Jericho's going to the Hall of Fame. WWE well, making well, it. What if uh, they they're like bring the title with you and he, he comes and no I'm not talking this, about this no, he's not going fame. in anytime soon <laughs> no Epic is done wrestling yes and that's that's my main point based on what we kind of know and what he said on his podcast where hey Vince isn't a fan of me right now but I you know if AEW sustains itself and they get big and Jericho stays there and then eventually retires like. Why wouldn't he just kind of stay in the AEW graces? But like, no. what does he get out of going in the WWE Hall of Fame? Maybe he doesn't want it. Well, I don't know. And I, that kind of stuff it, is interesting to me to think about, just based off what we're seeing right now and how Jericho is kind of in a different spot than the other guys you mentioned. That's a fair point, but I, he's he's definitely going in one day. They might have to pull a trade where like they did with Ric Flair, where they set down Christian and TNA and brought Flair up to to the Hall of Fame. But, um, yeah, don't be – I know some people are like, what? And, oh, it's just FS1 thing. Just look, don't don't be surprised. Don't – just when it comes to pro wrestling, expect the unexpected, man. Don't don't sit there and be super shocked. This is only – this might only the be, be the beginning. It might not be, but I'm willing to bet it is because this is pro wrestling. This stuff happens in pro wrestling. We see it all the time. I just brought up, like, five, six instances of way – more severe situations than this where they came back. I think if Macho Man had lived past 2011, he would have eventually come back. They were already... What, didn't they do a DVD about him before he... No, they did DVD after he passed away. But didn't they do a uh, like a like a, like a bunch of matches of his? Something like that? Like I looked it up. Because I'm, 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 I want to say they did... They didn't do the the biography DVD. That, that happened after he passed away. They did. Chris Ford did like the ultimate collection of his matches before he passed away, and he was in the WWE Superstars game. Remember that game, like the big arcade game. But I usually got those DVDs, and I don't remember them doing like a, a Macho Man DVD with his like best matches. All right. Well, the the WWE Superstars game came out in twenty. 20- like March 2011, he, he unfortunately died in November, no May 2011. So that game came out before he died. So he was already kind of back in some, some good graces with them. All right. Now that would have been awesome to see. They him. produced. I'm gonna say they produced. All right, let's see this here. The Ultimate Collection, Into the Madness. It's called WWE Macho Madness, the Randy Savage Collection. I don't know when this came out, though. It doesn't say when it came out. Come on, Amazon. Help me out. Help a brother out. <laughs> Got no clue. I'm telling you, this is a thing that happened. They did oh, two. I just they, had they, it they, up. The one they did it was like, it's just called Macho Man. The Randy Savage story. That was like the end of the biography. 
What? That came out in 2014. But they did, like, a bunch of matches. The Ultimate Collection. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. That's the thing right here. Right. With him flexing that, the front. Yeah, is that what the one you're... Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Okay. Get it for 1605 on Amazon.com. But my point is, is that, that I think even that fence might have been mended had Randy Savage not, unfortunately, passed away in 2011. Like I said, he was in the video game. He they had put out a DVD already. I don't know why it took five years to get him in the Hall of Fame. Another four years, I should say, because he, he went in 2015. I believe. Uh, I don't know why that happened, why that took so long. But um, I think those fences were they could have been mended. But you know, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. CM Punk again to wrap it up, put a nice little bow on it. Don't be surprised if these fences are mended. At least to some extent, and he might have a regular role on WWE at some point in the future. Just don't be surprised. CM Punk versus The Fiend of WrestleMania. I, I, I think he's going to have matches. I mean, that's obviously the best. I'm saying it. I think I, it's got to. I, I think. As if he wants to wrestle, though. I can see him being like a commentator or like a G. I don't know if he wants to be a GM. That seems like beneath CM Punk, but yeah. I don't know. But Either they way. absolutely would probably throw whatever he wanted just to because oh, they knew they know how big it would be and maybe not even WrestleMania because WrestleMania sells itself. But no, you do it. Well, well, for CM Punk, absolutely. But would it be like just a one-time match? Like, what is first match back be at WrestleMania? Or will it be like you know a different event? Then that's what I'm thinking. Like that's be, I, I'm it, convinced that he's gonna wrestle. So if I'd be he does, shocked if he doesn't. If he does wrestle, he'd be like Goldberg or Brock or people like right. that. Where he shows up every now and then. But then it'll it'll be okay funny. when he does it. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, but I'm sure he would love that. I mean, Absolutely. hey, yo, John Cena, John Cena admitted like, yo, I was wrong about the Rock. He's got a yeah. sweet, he had a sweet schedule. He's movies like it was, he, he was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if Josh Cena could admit he was wrong, CM Punk could do the same thing. I'm sure. I'm sure he will take the part-time schedule and the big bucks that go along with it, just like Brock, just like Dwayne, just like John Cena, <laughs> just like all those guys, just like Dwayne, <laughs> Goldberg. Yeah, he go. He'd do the same thing. Yep. Uh, so we mentioned AEW a little bit, and we got to talk about AEW getting another victory, even though they lost out on CM Punk, but they won. The Wednesday Night War for week seven. <laughs> I lost count after the first one. It's seven weeks. Seven weeks. Uh, they shot up again. They had 822,000 November 6th. Almost topped a million in November 13th. They got 957,000 viewers. Close to a million. Again, I predicted this, predicted this before the show was even on the air. Or not Actually, I predicted it after the first show, I should say. I said they would hover around a million, and I think this is probably what you're gonna see from them most weeks. Now, this to be to take it uh, to be fair, this is after full gear. And we said it last week that after pay-per-views, at least from WWE's history, is that the ratings tend to go up a little bit, and we did see that it went up a considerable amount. They gained over a hundred thousand viewers. Uh, so hey, let's see what happens next week. <laughs> you know, when they're not coming off of pay-per-view. Uh, NXT, they lost some viewers. They lost uh, not quite 100,000, but close. 
Uh, they only had they went they had a 800, 813,000 November 6th down to 750,000 November 13th. Three quarters of a million ain't bad, I guess. Um, so yeah, almost so 1.7 million people watch wrestling Wednesday night according to Kate Sides. I'm getting all my numbers from Kate Side Seats here. So shout out to Kate Side Seats. Um, so yeah, NXT the night the week before had. The, like the invasion angles going on. They still had some people show up on NXT. Bailey showed up at NXT this week. Uh, yeah, but it, it, yeah, I guess like you put it that way, but it, it's different this week. It didn't have the same you juice know? as it did last week. It was a surprise. It wasn't. Su- they weren't advertising her or anything like that. You know? Right, but it just didn't have the same juice because we they were coming off the, the SmackDown the week before mm. and the Raw. Where of course, another crappy TV products. Uh, I can't stand it, dude. Well, I'll be going to SmackDown tomorrow night, by the way, and Philly. SmackDown's on <laughs> Friday night, and I'm I've spent my hard-earned money. I'm taking my daughter to the show, her first WWE show. She's been to an independent show, but not a okay. WWE show. So that's she, cool. Yeah, that should be exciting. It, it, she better be excited. Got <laughs> some money on it. Um, so tell yeah, her that the pyro is terrible. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to tell her. Tell you you tell her that because you think it's terrible. I don't think it's terrible. I'll just tell her to brace for the impact. Um, but 750,000 for NXT. I know some people are probably gonna kill NXT for losing to AEW again. NXT's having they've they've had some damn good shows, man. And their takeover is gonna be good. Survivor Series. I mean, look, look, thank goodness NXT is involved because you know me, I don't give a damn about Survivor Series. But NXT is involved. I was like, oh, okay, it's a little wrinkle. Eh, come on, man. You know, Survivor I, Series has been good the last few years, man. I'll give you like one match. Each year that's been really good at Survivor Series, and that's the Brock Lesnar matches. <laughs> Brock <laughs> Lesnar probably has nothing to do with him. I mean. Brock Lesnar versus AJ was really good, and Brock yeah. versus Daniel Bryan last year was really good. Yeah. It's and got everything to do with Brock. Brock, Brock is really good. Mysterio it, should be good. Yeah. If they, you know, give it time, the time the way they did with Brock and Styles and Brock and Bryan. So we'll see if they do it that way. Or now, is Kane Velasquez going to show up? I mean, he just had surgery, right? Or is he, if he hasn't gotten it yet, maybe. But if he has, maybe he's good enough to at least walk. And maybe he will show up. We'll see. We'll see. We'll do that. We'll talk about that in the uh, Survivor Series prediction. I mean, it's show. been, like, I, I'm over the Raw versus SmackDown thing when they started that after the brand split again. But Survivor Series has, and I even wrote, like, a lengthy piece on my Medium.com page at Medium.com slash at Nick. But... Uh, you know, it's got it's pulled me back in a little bit. I, yes, it's not the early '90s or mid '90s when it was fun to watch uh, for me personally, and when I was on Thanksgiving Eve, which was great. Uh, but it's it's not the throwaway for me personally that I, I it was previously. Like I think 2014, that really kind of sucked me back in for a little bit. With that was a great match, main event. Sting showed up, and then like 15 and 16 were kind of eh, but you know, 17 and 18 were were good. So I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I hate Survivor Series. Uh, 2014 was trash up until Sting coming out. I don't even remember 2015, 2016, honestly. Almost an hour long. That's What's the first, that? That's the main event was almost an hour long. So apparently, it's that's supposed to be good. No, uh, 2015, I don't remember. 2016, don't remember. 
2017 was AJ versus Brock. I remember that. 2018 was Brock versus Brian. I remember that. And that's about it. Uh, but yes. Goldberg, Nick. man. Goldberg and Lesnar. Goldberg. Uh, oh, yeah. That was Absolutely squashing Lesnar, which is hilarious. I remember that now. That is, that is Great moment. Now. Looking back, it was a good moment. I At do, that point, I think a lot of people were like, what the hell? <laughs> I do recall that now that you mentioned that. But um, AEW, NXT, any thoughts on the rating? I think that people are so happy AEW is beating NXT right now because it's a new promotion and and they're still like riding high off it. Like they get really happy when WWE loses and I get it. WWE's the big bad wolf, whatever. Uh, it reminds me of 97. And I think I said it before a few episodes ago that NXT's had great episodes, but they're losing and, uh, everyone kind of makes fun of it, but it's it to me that still doesn't help pro wrestling as a whole because like AEW's shows have been really good, NXT has been really good, so why not just prop both of them up and not try to diminish one or the other? So I, I still get annoyed because it still happens, and it's something like it's a conversation I almost don't want to be a part of, uh, like on Twitter or social media, or whatever, where it's like AEW crushes NXT again for the seventh week in a row. Like, get out of here with that BS. It, it it's nothing but BS. It's great that AEW's high, but when we're doing that whole AEW is so much better because they're winning in the ratings, like it's BS, and it, I think it's absolutely. Uh, it's irrational wrestling fans just looking for that thing that's not WWE. So I'm glad that Wednesday night is appointment television for a wrestling fan. You know, like I had last this past week, I had them going on my iPad and uh, I forget what I was watching on TV. There I had like three or four different screens going on because you had the Flyers and Sixers in action too at the same time. So it was a crazy night as a Philly sports and wrestling fan, but uh, it's, you know, I, I, I love that it, I almost don't want to miss it. That's why I have two screens going. Like everyone's like, Oh, I'll watch one DVR, the other, I almost need to watch both of them at the same time, even when one's on mute. So that's good as a, as a wrestling fan. Like I'm, I'm knowing what's going on. NXT was great. Uh, you know, AEW was great. Why can't we just be positive for both instead of trying to one down. I, I'll never get that. Also, also got to use some context because we said it before the shows even started that people are going to watch AEW on TV. And to your credit, this is the second week in a row that they've gained viewers. They went up, you know, to 822,000 and then they went up again to 957. So that's good. That's a good sign for AEW to know that they're sustained. They have a sustained audience that can grow over the course of a couple weeks. Uh, you know, again, see if it sustains or if it goes back down. Again, this is full gear, post full gear show. That plays a part. Let's see what happens next week. That's going to be an interesting show uh, from a viewership standpoint. But we said it before the shows even started and that people are going to watch AEW live. And because NXT is going to be on the WWE network like the next day or 48 hours later. People are either going to wait till that comes on WWE Network, or they're going to DVR NXT and watch it later on the television. And that's the the viewership numbers bear that out. 
that's part of it. I think that that's part of it. Of course, people are choosing AEW over NXT and just getting more viewers naturally, but also because it doesn't hurt that AEW does not have a replay component other than the show. They, re- they, they show the replay the next you know, right after on TNT, but there's nowhere you can find it like on demand as far as your streaming services and stuff like that. I don't know if it's on demand on your cable, like Xfinity or Files or whatever. I think it is on Xfinity. I've seen it. Uh... But I don't know how long it lasts. Right, and that might be the case, and that, I'm sure that helps too uh, for AEW. But NXT is available on WWE Network. You're probably if you you're used to watching it on there anyway, you're probably keeping it that way just because you keep the routine. You can watch AEW Wednesday, and let's say the next day because you got WWE Network. If it's up on a Thursday, or maybe if it's Saturday, you just got two hours to burn on a Saturday afternoon or something like that. If you're not watching college football, uh, you watch NXT, and you know. That's that, that's literally how the entire TV universe is right now. You look at streaming services everywhere. Disney Plus just dropped this weekend. Everybody's watching Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles. Disney's Doug. Doug, yeah, Doug's first movie is on there. You know what I'm saying? Have you have you watched uh, any Disney Plus yet? Absolutely. <laughs> I I uh, it's funny because I've been looking around. The one thing that's missing, at least on Apple TV and the uh, on my iPad, is the continue watching feature. So every time I go back to it, I have to like refine everything because uh, they don't have a continue watching thing. So, uh, but yeah, like Disney's Doug. I, I, a lot of people didn't like that version, but I've been you know watching that. I saw Mary Poppins was on there. It brings back a ton of memories from my childhood that I might so I might watch that movie uh over over the holidays uh there's a lot of great stuff so yeah and it, it's kind of like frustrating because there's so much stuff on the wwe network that's added that you know i gotta watch too so uh man i'm, I'm all in with disney plus at, at this point yeah so i mean disney plus is the latest streaming services out there there are a ton of them everywhere people got them and that's obviously hurt TV numbers across the board. That's not just for AEW and NXT. That's for all television, not called the NFL. Like the NFL ratings yeah. are su- super strong, right. regardless of what's happening out here in the streaming service world. But everything else has been has come down. Like you look at the ratings now around AEW and NXT, they're not so much higher than AEW and NXT. I mean, sure. They're both under a million this week, but the top show on cable, I don't know the list, but last just about the last couple of weeks, it's been like a million and a half. Some of those new shows, like Tucker Carlson or, or like uh, Rachel Maddow, have gotten like three million, which is a lot. WWE and NXT, AEW kill for three million viewers right now. But, um, you know, but hey, that's just what happens now that that's just the landscape we live in as far as TV in 2019. Uh, 2019 has seen a lot of things, but also seen a wrestler quit on Periscope. That's, that could there couldn't be more 2019 2019 thing than that. Right. <laughs> and the wrestler quitting via Periscope. Of course, I'm talking about ACH, formerly known, or he was once known as ACH, then known as Jordan Miles, now he's ACH again. I'm talking about ACH, who earlier today or yesterday? Was it yesterday? Now I'm yesterday. It was yesterday. Okay. Went on Twitter, went on Periscope, and in some uncertain terms, quit WWE. Uh, after he said the company don't care about black people, he's doing it for the culture, and among other things that he said. 
we talked about his situation in depth a couple weeks ago. Um, I hope that, uh, the, you know, only thing I was wondering is what was his end game? What was he hoping to get out of the whole thing? But I hope, I do hope that, you know, he gets his release because just because he quit doesn't mean he's going to get his release. Uh, but he doesn't have to show up anymore. And I know some a lot of people are like, well, he's going to get sued, breach a contract. WWE never does that. They didn't do that to CM Punk to down hard do it to ACH. Uh, they had anybody to do it with it was CM Punk because they was advertising him and they were booking him. He was in the top star. ACH not even the top star in NXT. So I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, so, but I hope he moves on and he finds what he is looking for out of wrestling. I hope, I hope he, you know, he doesn't run into any more, you know, racist situations like he ran into with WWE. Because again, that shirt was terrible and it should have been taken down. He had every right to be upset about it. Did I agree with everything? how he handled it in every way. No, especially when he threw Jay Lethal under the bus. Uh, we had nothing to do with that shirt. Um, but I hope everything works out for him, honestly. You know, always, yeah. you know, me as a black African-American person, I would root for the brother, but, you know, I know that's kind of biased in, in my part. It's not really objective, but kind of do. And just, you know, I hope it all works out wherever he lands, whether it's AEW or... Ring of Honor again, or New Japan, or something like that. If you know, maybe it's back in WWE if they somehow mend all those fences, which I'm sure would take a lot of mending. But uh, what were your thoughts about all that? He's, he's a great performer. I love, you know, I watched him in Ring of Honor and CZW. Like it, it, if the thing that people throw around a lot now are like, you know, the the mentally, uh, you know, like a, the mentally unstable type and that's what some people are they, they think like he needs help and stuff like that and i'm like well like what if wwe did that to him like you gotta think all you gotta have all your bases covered if you're gonna bring up you know mental uh health and all that so yeah, we don't know what the hell yeah, happened we, we right. can't be on that exactly so like you know uh, we bring it up too quickly at times but it, it absolutely mental health is important like we shouldn't ignore it clearly but we we don't know you know if WWE really made him that that so so much anger inside of him you know it could could have absolutely just been them like if uh, no underlying issues so I'm not going to say like he oh he needs to get help or anything like that like I've seen people hit on social media already but, you know, if he feels this strongly, you know, do what you got to do for yourself first and foremost. Like WWE is not going to provide so- somebody that doesn't agree with, you know, obviously the presentation or anything like that. They're not going to provide somebody that doesn't buy in to, to their vision, quote unquote. They're not going to provide them, you know, like the the best opportunity for themselves is to be happy and all that. Like if you're not happy, then just leave And they should be allowed to like, that's what bugs me. Like people are like, Oh, he's just making a big deal about nothing. Like, no, like nobody knows what ACH is going through. Nobody knows. And this is like all across the board. Like every WWE wrestler, like pro wrestling, every, every like athlete, like, Compared to like the Sixers with Joel Embiid, like everyone's like, oh, he's soft because he's not playing. Like, no, like you, you don't know that. Like, I hate when fans try to become the experts and they're like, oh, well, 
20 years ago, we saw this guy play with a broken leg. You know, why can't Joel Embiid play or, you know, why can't ACH just shut up and, you know, be happy that he has a job with WWE? Like, that's not how it works. And that's not how it should work. So uh, good for him for standing up for, you know, like, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he finds, like you said, what he's looking for. And maybe he doesn't want to be a wrestler anymore. Maybe there's something else that he, he would shift his focus to. Uh, so interested to see his next step. Hopefully all this ment- mentally, uh, the, the mental health talk uh, that just seems to crop up every single time something like this happens. Uh, hopefully it's not anything like that. And if it is, hopefully he does get the help that he needs, but it's, it's so early to speculate and, but the speculation is already out there, so it, it's hard to ignore it. Yeah, yeah. he's, you know, if, if that was his way, if they, if he requested the release privately and they didn't give it to him, you know, and they started even pushing it further and further and making him do this himself, like he had to do what he had to do, and you know, ho- hopefully he's okay. But good for him because how many people would have done that, you know? Hey, I, I applaud his cor- felt pushed that like that, you know. I, I applaud his courageousness. Uh, like I said, I didn't agree with everything he did leading up to this point, but hey, you gotta do what you gotta do, like you said. For you, you feel like this is the strongest way to get your point across, or the only way to get your point across. All right. Uh, so time will tell. We'll see what happens to ACH. Yeah. And the thing is, it's easier said than done. So, like, he went out and did it, and that takes even more courage than just thinking about doing it. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I didn't agree with everything, but, hey, you got to do it. So, we'll see what happens moving forward, but we got to wrap this thing up here on episode 218 of the podcast. So, Nick, take us out with some plugs, please. How? How bad are the Steelers tonight, man? It's just I'm not watching. me crazy, so, so I don't think I'm going to tweet about it. But I will tweet about wrestling and some Philly sports and maybe some national sports uh, sprinkled in here and there. So you can follow me at Nick Bacone on Twitter. You can follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. We always post the show on there. So make sure that you are following us and liking our tweets because we have some really good tweets up there. Do that. Also, follow me at phillyinfluencer.com, and you know I'll see if uh, this podcast goes up on phillyvoice.com. Like, still, my hey, my profile's up there. I haven't written in a, in a while, but my my face is nice on their website. So <laughs> check it out, phillyvoice.com. It sure is. <laughs> uh, I am at Von M. Johnson on Twitter. If you can't find me out here, you can probably find me on there. You can probably find me out here in these streets, even though it's kind of cold. I probably won't be out there as much. Love it. But I still be out there from time to time. Just won't be out there for as long. Because the Hawk is out. It's cold right now. Uh, but you can find us on a bunch of platforms on the internet. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify, Overcast, Nick's favorite podcasting app. And of course, the new mothership, Shooters Radio. Dot com of course patreon patreon.com slash shooters radio we can subscribe to some exclusive content for the nominal fee of 199 but in the meantime i'm vaughn johnson as always joined by my main man pots and pants nick Pacone. 
Thanks for listening to episode 218 of The Straight Shooters, and we'll catch you all again next week. Peace.